Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second podcast covering Live to Give, fans versus favorites versus famous. I'm Naomi. I was there. I watched it all go down. And to help me recap episode two, I have four amazing guests. First of all, we have Alex, the man of many plans and many binders. Alex, how are you? I'm living the dream. I don't have to worry about stressing out about seeing people getting voted off tonight. So I'm good. <laughs> you're not you're not stressed, but uh, we have three players who were very stressed for the duration of this game. We have, first of all, uh, Serena. Serena, how are you? Hi, everyone. I'm doing well. Really excited to be here and chat about episode two. Uh, we are excited. And so is uh, cast member Bergen Olson. Hello, Bergen. How are you? Uh, from the fans tribe, we have King Lance. Lance, how are you doing tonight? I'm always doing good, always feeling good. Happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me. I'm excited to talk about this exciting episode. I am too. Uh, it was exciting up until the very sad moment where this player was eliminated, Aaron, from the famous tribe. Aaron, Meredith, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the, the sting of being voted out has worn off again. Um, the second time being voted out of the game of Survivor. So, uh, yeah, I'm good. and ready to, to recap the episode and chat. This is going to be an awesome panel. I can't wait. Uh, some of my favorite people. So let's start at the very beginning. Um, Serena and Aaron, you guys had both gone to Tribal Council and voted somebody out. Uh, a brutal start. I want to ask you, Aaron, first, what was it like uh, watching Jack go home? It, it hurt. Um, obviously, you know, I, I sensed that Jack wanted to play the game with me. And anytime somebody comes up to you and it's clear that they want to play with you, you know, you want that person around. Um, but at the same time, me, I, I wanted to play the game with Angie. So, you know, it was tough because I didn't want Jack to think that I didn't want to play the game with him. But at the end of the day, when it came down to Jack's name getting thrown out, I was not that I was OK with it. Um but I, 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 what I, I wanted to show Angie that I was really with her and that she could trust me moving forward because I know that, you know, had I went to Jack and dropped the dime that, uh, that they wanted him out, that that would have severed complete ties with Angie. So at the end of the day, it sucked losing Jack, but um, I think I did build a little bit of trust with Angie. I, I love that sort of duo. I wish it kind of worked out more. Alex, okay, so at the, what I don't think people know is that we got together a little pre-production meeting and we did a draft and I chose Angie in my draft and Alex was like, I don't know why you're picking Angie. And here we have Aaron from Survivor literally wants to work with Angie. Uh, Alex, are you ready to eat humble pie? <laughs> you muted yourself, so I assume that means you have no response. <laughs> I forgot I was muted. I feel so dumb right now. This is a great start. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'll eat some humble pie. Thank you very much. Uh, Serena, what about you? You had voted out uh, McCray. That was a tough one. What was that like coming back from that experience? Yeah, that, that sucked, honestly. Um, I volunteered on McCray's first season of Live to Give, um, which also did not work out very well for him. Um, so it was tough because he's a great guy and um, I wanted to play with him, but it just the the stars did not align on our tribe um so yeah it was a it was a bummer to watch him go home early uh do you think the skull on the stick was a curse to your tribe uh i thought he was gonna be good luck honestly but 
I don't know, because we lost before we even met him. So I think our 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 group was just uh, not meant to be uh, strong together. Uh, Lance, I want to ask you, as like a fan of the game, which vote out was more shocking, McCray or Jack? Uh, honestly, for me, it came across that for me, Jack's, because like throughout the social, like, I know like, yeah, Jack was recent on the circle, stuff like that, but Jack comes from this LRG world. And the game. He loves to play these games. He didn't play many different times. Went out to freaking South Africa, played with like Bryce and Wendell and Ramona and people like that. Like, he loves the game. So for him to be out so early was definitely like a shock. He came into the season like at it really, really late. So it just was very, um, you know, disheartening because throughout the social, Jack was definitely someone I know I wanted to work with. So it was kind of like sad walking up to the next challenge and seeing Jack was gone. But it was easy because like Serena said, I volunteered on McCray season and um, I even worked with McCray on one season that he wasn't on like with camera production and stuff like that and we were like two peas in a pod so he was definitely someone I was excited to like get in the thick of the game with and to see him out as well was kind of like damn that's like two people that I wanted to work with is it what kind of trend is this game given it was a lot um Alex I want to let you talk a little bit about episode one and uh, ask these guys some questions as well because we we get to talk to them now. It's, it's our show and we get to do whatever we want. So, is there oh, anything gosh. you guys you want to talk about with episode one with our lovely panel? Um, well, it's not necessarily a question, but one thing I kind of want to add on that Lance was saying is I, I was also really shocked by the Jack vote. Um, I played in a live reality game with Jack, and I never got to be on the same tribe as him, but he knows the game. Like he knows his way in and out of survivor. And I think Aaron would probably agree with that just with his quick conversations he had with him on his tribe. Um, He knew his stuff. So honestly, when it came to the first two votes on the Anoka or the orange tribe, the two people that were voted off are the two people I would have probably least expected to be voted off of their tribes. If I'm being fully honest, whereas like Mankato tribe, and this is nothing against Dan, nothing against McRae, when we were looking at the game beforehand, if I was trying to picture, because like with the twists and the challenges that were happening, if I had to guess, I wouldn't have probably been too far off with like McCray or Stan. I'm not saying I thought they were going to be out early, but just basing it off of the tribe dynamics. So like for me, it was just so weird because like you have, in my opinion, the man or not Mankato, sorry, Owatonna tribe, the gray tribe kind of being in my mind, somewhat predictable than the own Anoka tribe going completely opposite of how I expected. So it was just really interesting to see in these first two episodes how on our end of things, when we're planning out this game for what ended up being two years, planning out the challenges, the twists, the things to try to make, like shake up the game and essentially make it an even fair playing field for every player in the game. It, it was it, it it was very interesting to see it unfold. Well, I think, uh, I'm sorry. I just want to say hello to Will and James. I think I know which one is commenting on this video right now. And... Uh, Lance has some fans in the chat. Yes, it's all Josh. Love you, Josh. Aaron, please take it so, away. So, so to kind of build on what Alex is saying, um, the unpredictableness of the the vote, or at least the Jack vote out. I think a lot of it had to do with um, how quickly we went to tribal council and and not a lot of time to to really build relationships. So, you know, people and, and it, this is the big difference between playing this game and playing Survivor is that there are pre existing relationships that come into play in this game. It's, it's almost like, you know, you have, uh, you know, 
survivor um you know you know, real survivor where they have uh past players coming together and play the game with with past relationships here it's even tighter because you have people who legit like went to school with each other um i know in our tribe angie she uh, her librarian was megan and it's like those relationships you can't infiltrate that in 30 minutes so i think going to tribal as quick as we did definitely was a huge detriment to jack i think had jack had an opportunity and some time to to work his magic in his social game then we would have saw a different outcome but i think that's really what it boiled down to was that uh it, these people you know they had they had connections um in connections that you really can't overcome in in a matter of 30 minutes no you go, go ahead, ahead no, I could just like tap in a little bit on that too. It's just like, and it also depends on the luck of the draw of seeing who gives on what tribe. You know, if like a Jack or Aaron was put on a tribe, like my starting tribe, where we had Elaine and we had Carter, things could have been different because if Elaine was on a tribe with like Angie or Derek and they went out first, I don't think it would have been so gun ho so just like making to get Elaine out so early. And, you know, I just think it just was the luck of the draw that like McCray and Jack and then even Aaron was stuck on a trial with with people that wasn't like willing to bend and flex or just didn't give them the time of day because I just I sit there and think about if like a James was on that tribe, he would not to me be first boot. If Elaine was on that tribe, he would, you know, she would not be a first boot. So it's just all with the luck of the draw and how the cookie crumbles for me. Yeah, and I just want to add, too, off of that, this season was by far our hardest season to separate tribes on. I know a lot of the different contestants, and not all of these confessionals made the episode, but some people made comments like, oh, this they had two years, they probably switched it up because they thought we were sitting around thinking about all the different dynamics. We knew from the second that we had fans versus favorites versus famous that we were going to have four tribes of six and not start out fans, favorites, famous, because... Part of the reason we wanted this op we wanted this opportunity to not be so straightforward of the fans sticking with the fans and the favorites with the favorites and famous with the famous. We wanted people to have the chance to play with each other. But under that commitment of allowing everybody to play with people under different categories in the game and the fact that we have people that have volunteered, we have people from the same local area. You have like people like Aaron and Elaine who played the same Survivor season together. It made Are you it very friends? I was willing to vote each other out. <laughs> exactly exactly it, it, like we had so many different connections in this game that i think it made it so hard to make the tribes i mean me and brandon sat down the night that we were making the tribes and i want to say we were we took three hours we had everybody's pictures printed out and we went through like okay this person can't be with this person because we wanted everybody to have uh, a fair chance starting out the game and having like little to no connections on their tribe so it was a lot of work but i, I think we ended up even though maybe some people like Aaron <laughs> that were out early might not agree with it. I think we had, we had the best combination of tribes that we could to make it a fair game for everybody. Well, and I also want to say something you guys do that is, is its own difficult thing is what Andrea has, which is Andrea is one of the top fundraisers and therefore has immunity for this first tribal council. And I think that's a huge part of the orange tribe dynamic as well. Uh, Cause we see it come into play on gray with Bergen this episode but I think in the first episode, Aaron, I think maybe you can speak to this a little more. Andrea having safety, I think, in a lot of ways changed up the potential vote outs. I think maybe Andrea could have been an easy vote um, because Derek was so sort of close to Megan and Angie was close to Megan. 
I don't know. I think it was a kind of a surprise. And I was actually very surprised when I watched you guys go to tribal that Andrea wasn't the vote here. Um, I, I don't know. Andrea, do you have any thoughts on Andrea's safety? Yeah, I, I think uh, that Andrea's safety definitely played a role into um, Jack going home. I think potentially it would have came down to the three of us, Angie, myself, and Jack, in terms of names that would have been thrown out for the first vote out. Um, you know, her having safety is, is one of those, you know, <clears throat> you can always sit here and play Monday morning quarterback and say, what a this would have happened, that would have happened. From the feedback and the vibe that I got, at least, was that Andrea was the target and that she was safe and that Andrea was going to go next. That's why I ended up writing Andrea's name on the parchment was because that was what was communicated to me, at least, um, before we went to that first vote. And obviously she was safe, so it was. I didn't want it to be me. So, you know, if Jack's got to go, Jack's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we actually get to the moment that Aaron, you were voted out, we have a lot to cover. We have another challenge. Um, my, my, the players here, I want to know, were you guys surprised that there was another challenge and another vote happening that evening? I I wasn't surprised that we were, I mean, the game started, so I was ready for whatever to come at us. Um, I am not that big of a fan of the trivia challenges. Um, usually, I, I mean, in my season, I, I think I actually won that as an individual immunity, but I didn't really study up that much uh, this time around. And there were so many pumpkins, um, like three whole pools of pumpkins. Um, So it was like, even if you did know the answer, just finding it and then being able to read what was written on the bottom of the pumpkins, um, it was was, uh, tougher than I expected since I had kind of played that challenge before. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like for me, um, I expected it. Like I've been on production of different live games, played enough to know it's a lot of people to get out in a short amount of time. So I, you know, kind of expected it, but I didn't expect that type of challenge. Like you said, like I'm literally sitting there trying to figure out where I'm going to put my flashlight so that I can be able to read. So I'm sitting there. I got my like buff tied up double, got my flashlight in my buff. So I have like a little scope. I guess I wasn't smart enough. I didn't play this enough. Should have known. I should have had like the rap band um, flashlights. So I'm sitting there trying to like make sure my flashlight don't fall in the pool. Search for names, and it just was a lot. I feel like I really knew a lot about Live to Give from like me watching. You know, I was I was the 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 fan. I was watching NBA on production that I remembered a lot. Like every answer, I pretty much knew. But like Serena say, it's all about like finding the answer, going through the pools, figuring out where's what. It, it was a yeah, I I expected another challenge and another tribal just based off the fact of the amount of numbers that we had. Mm. Um, and to get a challenge like that, obviously, I felt like a like a huge handicap to the tribe. Um, it was actually good that Jack did go home because I think he would have been just as useless as myself <laughs> in a challenge like that. And I know I know Survivor trivia. I, I ran a Survivor trivia during um, COVID. And uh, like I know real, like real, you know, the Survivor game. If if it was that trivia, I definitely would have been able to participate. But I was useless. It was how fast can I go? Grab a duck, bring it back, and be wrong, and then get another one and be wrong again <laughs> until somebody eventually got the right answer. So yeah, I, I was respected useless. the hustle because I, I, you had the right strategy. But I don't know, just screw it. Here's here's the duck. And Brandon was like, Brandon was reaching a point. You could tell he wasn't frustrated. He knew that he had to be like 
he did get these like, oh my God, if I read another duck that's wrong, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> like, it's very funny to watch. Um, Alex, why do you hate your players so much that you would do this challenge at like 11 at night? <laughs> well, okay. So first of all, I just need to say, and, and this is nothing at you, Serena. I know you commented at it earlier, but we've had so many, like we send a feedback form out to all of our contestants after the event. What can we improve on? What can we, what, what, what did you enjoy from your experience? And one of the most common things we get for feedback in terms of challenges is stop doing trivia. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if anybody is watching this and you ever have interest in playing Live to Give, there will be a trivia challenge. We're not getting rid of it. We usually like constructive criticism. We'll take it. We'll change things. But trivia is not being changed. So watch the seasons before you play. But I will say a lot of these contestants, uh, they did know their stuff. Like Aaron, even, for example, although he said he was useless, I don't know if he even knows this or remembers this because I know a lot of the players are like, I just blacked out in some of the challenges. But <laughs> one of the, the one of the pumpkins he grabbed, it was like, what's this, what was the season name? He grabbed one of the season names. It was just the season right before that. So, like, a lot of the contestants were close in their guesses. The only one who was like really bad, and I'm not gonna, not, not to make him feel bad, but Daniel Hastings, one of the questions is like, what was the size of our largest cast? And he grabbed well, he still get it right. Yeah, he ended up getting it right, but his first guess, I think, was like 50 players. I'm like, what season of Live to Give had 50 players in? Oh, wow. um, I don't hate the players, uh, they just hate the game. Mm. Um, well, first of all, hello to Brent. Brent says, Serena, you look gorgeous, which I agree. Serena. Had, it, you know, you weren't on an island, but first you looked so good after being like through the ringer on this day. I was very like impressed. And then we like constructive criticism, but uh, no, that's Alex. Serena is just a gorgeous human being. Like, you're <laughs> thanks, guys. I mean, the first time around, I didn't wear any makeup, and then I regretted my like photo. So this time, I was like, I don't care if it like smudges or whatever over the night. But uh, the first night, I'm gonna look good. <laughs> so, Sarita, something I want to talk to you about is Cam's idol because we talked about it a little bit. I, I don't know if it's fully clear to the viewers what happened. Can you remind us of sort of the debacle of of Pam's idol and why everybody knows that it's in his pocket. So what happened, I, I think from my memory is that he found the idol when McCray was like standing there. So McCray already knew that uh, Cam had the idol and then Cam told me Bergen Stan that he also had the idol. I don't know if Katie ever knew that he had the idol. So like when I'm talking about it in at the tribal, I'm assuming that she doesn't know or that Stan doesn't know. I don't think I realized that Stan knew as well. Um, so I'm like pretending like, oh, who knows where the idol could be when like actually everybody, maybe not Katie, but everybody else knew that it already existed. Um, and you know, camp can be a little, um, paranoid sometimes um so it was, it's definitely even though you know where the idol is it was a little bit you know nerve-wracking to be like maybe he uh might might just play it right now yeah and look who it is canvas they should have blindsided and flushed that cam kids idol um <laughs> what a moment that was i believe correct me if i'm wrong Alex, the first idol to be found um alex and i went around and hid these idols and we had a very funny moment where I was trying to tell all the tribe handlers where the idols were and none of them could find them. I was like, oh no, maybe I've messed up. Maybe I have hit them too, like in a really bad spot. But Cam found the first of these idols. Um, 
did you, Lance, on the Purple Tribe, have a chance to look for idols? Like, what were you guys doing in terms of idol hunting? Because you were a very friendly tribe, I would say, and, and you guys were very buddy-buddy. How was the idol hunt going on Purple? Buddy-buddy to the viewers, buddy-buddy to the face. Um, at the end of the day, y'all know my infamous confessional, uh, Mr. Ryan Elder. You're not my cup of tea, baby boy. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm sitting there playing the game of Survivor, so I'm trying to figure out my way of, you know, infiltrating myself. Also, I was slightly sick playing the game. Like, after the game, I found out that I freaking had, um, freaking, I had fucking pneumonia all that time. Like, you you know, like, you can even see in the confession that I'm sitting there talking about, um, you're not my cup of tea, baby boy, like a little, because uh, I'm like holding the cough back. But our tribe was very friendly, but we were playing the game. Me, Janaki Carter, like um, we sitting there picking up freaking sticks and logs and making an alliance. I'm sitting there being buddy buddy with Elaine. I'm sitting there looking out for Elizabeth because, as you can see from episode one, even talking episode two, everyone was just so gung ho about Elizabeth going home. For me, when I play the game, I try to find someone that I could not really like mold, but someone that I could like trust and feel like. I'll show them that trust. They, they'll trust me for having their back. And my thing was that if we would have ever went to tribal, Elizabeth wasn't going home for me. So at this point, I'm trying to figure out, hey, Lance, you be cool with everybody? But I was sitting there wheeling and dealing. I personally would say if we went to tribal in those first two rounds, um, you know, Elder was safe. The person that would have actually been in danger, um, we'll put a little, a little tea out there for episode one and two, I think would have been Janaki. Um, because besides me and Carter making an alliance with Janaki, Janaki wasn't really formulating herself with anyone else. Um, I know me personally, me and Elaine got really close, so I wouldn't have, I felt I had enough control that I would have made sure it wasn't Elaine. And I was looking out for Elizabeth because I wanted to play deep in the game with Elizabeth. So I think it would have been Janaki unless um, Carter wouldn't have budged and wanted to stick to that three. But Elder would have had a lot of pull in that say. And like he said, he wasn't really worried about playing the game or whatever at that point, trying to play different than before. But uh, I think a lot of people would have took influence from him. And I think um, I would have tried to run the narrative of a Janaki vote. Well, everybody talked about voting her out this episode, but happy 21st birthday to Elizabeth, who is uh, everybody's talking about her. Um, and I think that this was uh, really funny to see sort of the way that safety comes into this game where like Elder is like, oh, I think I'm, I'm just chilling out. And everyone's like, damn, I wish we could get Elder out too, but he's safe. Yeah. Um, you can't just chill in the game of Survivor, safety or not. Like, yeah, you don't want to play like Sarah from previous, but she was like trying to be the Don the whole time. But at the end of the day, you have safety. Now it's the time to formulate those bonds where once you're not safe, people are going to want to work with you. And we'll see in the future if, like, it works out for other. But um, as of right now, y'all know how I feel about it. <laughs> I was going to ask Serena and Aaron, how do you guys feel seeing not only the dynamics on purple, but on green as well, and seeing how these other tribes were shaking out? Aaron, I'm wondering, is there anything that stand out to you that you were interested in seeing? No, it's good that, um, you know, you got a lot of insight into the tribes. And from an editing standpoint, the ones that weren't going to tribal council – 
I think the editing team did a phenomenal job really showcasing what was going on in those tribes where when you watch Survivor on CBS, you know, you don't really see a lot of the tribes that are not going to tribal council. So hats off to the editing team because you did you did start to see, you know, and it's almost like they want to play the game of Survivor. They're antsy, like almost like they want to go to tribal council so that they can (laughs) they can start flexing that Survivor muscle to see, you know, what they got. So it it was good. I, I enjoyed actually watching. Um, the tribes that didn't go to tribal council when I was in the game, um, just seeing everything play out and really excited to kind of see how it unfolds. Yeah. And I would say, I, I think the green tribe, whichever tribe that Macy and uh, James were on, um, it was nice to see more of them this up in the second episode. Um, Cause I think on the first one, everyone just, it's like kicking around the fire and having a good time of not losing. Um, but it was definitely interesting to see like, James and Ryan and Macy and, and and then oh actually it's Macy and um Savannah like just where the relationships start to turn um and you know I'll be excited to see like what happens moving forward with them um just because obviously for me and Aaron we're all, we're out scrambling trying to save our lives uh, um and they're all like over there chill and having a good time being winners. <laughs> uh, and, um, and I also would like to add too, like just in my opinion, again, from like an outsider's perspective at the event, the green tribe was the tribe I was wanting to go to tribal council. Not because I disliked any of the players on the green tribe, but they had just this, like Carter refers to the purple tribe as like the misfit tribe in the episode. I almost feel like the green tribe, I don't want to call them misfits, but they just had like, they had such a strange dynamic. Like each character on that tribe had such different stories, even going into the event, and di- played differently than some of us expected. It was, it was just such an interesting tribe. I was almost like at the event, like, "Come on, lose the challenge. I want you. I want to see what happens with this group." So it, it was, it was an interesting dynamic for the green tribe. Although all of them, honestly, I could say that about if, if purple and gray didn't go back to back tribal councils, I probably would have been. I, I would have been very happy because I just wanted to see the game unfold for everybody. Mm. I just want to give a quick shout out. Aaron mentioned, mentioned the editing team. Shout out to Luke and Hunter and Jorge who are putting in the hour behind the scenes to make these episodes happen. They're amazing and so talented. Um, I One of my favorite characters, and especially she shines this episode, is Macy. Because Macy doesn't know anything about Survivor, really. She's, she's coming into this um, not not really having any sort of relationship to people around her, nor to the game of Survivor. And she, uh, it's so funny how every single famous famous player is like, I'm not really famous. And she feels it almost the most. Um, Alex, I, I want to talk a little bit more. Just like, do you remember how Macy came into the picture? And um, what were your expectations of her as a player? Yeah, actually, that's interesting, Max. I took notes beforehand, um, and I have notes on every single player. And so with Macy, actually, what I wrote down, don't laugh at me, people. This is my this is my thing. This is my thing. Um, so with Macy, she actually like if I had to give like superlatives out for every player, she would be like exceeded expectations the most out of any player. And Macy, don't take this the wrong way. I actually went in and and I was talking to Brandon before the event. I'm like, there's no way this Macy girl makes it past the first night. There's just no way. And she came in. Bear with me. Bear with me, Macy. She came in and she, I would argue, led her tribe in terms of like the social game. I think if they go to tribal council in the first night, the only person that's named doesn't go around is probably Macy. And if it does go around, I think it goes around as more of a like, 
just like, oh, everybody else is standing with us. We have to say a name, so it's going to be Macy. Uh, um, she just she says she didn't know the game. I think she either one didn't wasn't fully truthful with it, or two she studied her butt off before coming to the event. Um, she, she was just she was phenomenal to see because she was one of those people like, and it happens every season where one of us has low expectations for them, and they come in they're like, haha, you had low expectations for me. Well, you shouldn't have because I'm gonna kick some butt. Mm -hmm. Um, well, Basie was so fun. We don't have a representative from the Green Tribe here tonight. So I, I want to ask ECMR players, uh, what was uh, your relationship? What was your most uh, important relationship on your tribe, right? We saw, especially Serena and Aaron, you go to tribal and we know the lines and the breakdowns really well. I, I want to start with you, Lance. Who was like your person on purple? Honestly, for me, it would have to be um, it's like a two-parter for me. Like my person that helped me get through those tough moments of being out there in the wilderness was Elaine. She was like, Lance, you don't need to be scared of no damn bullfrog. You don't need to be scared of no howling coyotes. Like, hey, enjoy the experience, bask in the glory. But I think for me, the relationship that I appreciated the most out there was definitely Carter. Carter and me just related to each other so much on so many avenues. Literally, I had the pleasure of meeting his mom and meeting him when um, I volunteered on a previous season. And me and Sunday clicked like freaking uh, ice cream Sunday. And, you know, me and Carl always talked about our love for Survivor and stuff like that. So like, when we got out there, we just connected, talking about life as well as how we want to play this game. And um, it just meant a lot for me throughout that time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, Aaron, how about you? Yeah, for me, um, you know, even, you know, even though in the beginning, you know, obviously wanted to work with Jack, uh, I think Angie was the person that I wanted to play the game with, you know, to the end. Um, she's a, to me, she's a great like compliment to my personality. I'm very, not, not abrasive, but just <laughs> maybe more intimidating where Angie is, not intimidating at all. Just very seemed very nice and passive, and everybody wanted everybody wanted to work with Angie. Everybody liked Angie, so I saw that as if I can, you know, create a relationship with Angie. Hopefully, she can protect me, and that's that's really what I tried to do was get to a point where I could be tight with Angie. She would protect me. She would make sure that that my name wasn't in people's mouths because she knew that she had my vote. She knew that she could play the game with me, um, and then I was somebody that you know she potentially could use down the road. That's um, you know, that was my, that was my one, that was, that was where I was putting all my eggs in. I was putting all my eggs in that basket and it just didn't play out. Mm -hmm. Um, Serena, how about you and the gray tribe? Um, so I feel like me and, um, Cam and Bergen, we just kind of hit it off like immediately. I've met Cam before. He's hilarious. Obviously you've, you've all seen him and met him. Um, he's so funny. Um, and then Bergen, I, I, no offense, Bergen didn't know who you were, uh, but like immediately headed off with him, you know, after my uh, tough first challenge, um, you know, he picked plastic out of my teeth. He was just like oh, such a kind God. person and he's also so outgoing. So I just automatically hit it off with those two. And then for me, as far as the relationships in the whole game, I obviously have played Live Ticket before. I did well the first time around. So for me walking in, I'm like, you know, if I go home early, it's whatever. I, you know, I raised my money. I did that stuff already. 
Um, but I also wanted to make sure that other people that either, you know, didn't have a great time the first time they played or one of the fans, um, you know, that they got a really good shot at the game. Um, so like, I, I'll, I'll, even though I didn't get to uh, necessarily vote with Katie, she was definitely somebody that I wanted to make sure had a good time playing and that, um, you know, wasn't out in the first night. I, no, no offense to Stan either, uh, but I know that, you know, he's, he's part of the LRG world and he's played games before. Um, and I don't think, you know, Katie has ever had this kind of experience. So that was that was just my kind of mindset walking in um, for like all the relationships throughout the game. But yeah, definitely Cam and Bergen were like my my boys. <laughs> Alex, maybe this is a perfect segue to Katie. Uh, tell me more about Katie. Uh, she was she it was somebody she was always wearing her sunglasses. I could never tell what was going on with Katie. Even just talking to her from a production standpoint, I was like, wow, Katie's cool. <laughs> tell me about Katie. <laughs> Yeah, Katie is an awesome person. I, I refer to her as uh, my or as my mom. She's my second mom, and I'm her fifth child. Uh, she is just like the thing that we didn't see a lot of in the episode, and I think it's hard because like I we meet these players before the game starts, so we see them like their authentic selves. When they come into the game, a lot of times they're trying to like put a wall up, and I think Katie did that through some of the game. She didn't want to. I, I don't. I don't think she wanted to go home early, and she also didn't want to look stupid. Like she even mentions that in one of her confessionals. I think in the first episode. Um, yeah. But Katie, if you, if you get to know Katie, and I think that this is what happened throughout the game. Um, Katie is just a very like loving, welcoming person. But when you add the stress of a game where you're trying to vote people out, that might cause some cause some feuds. You're not going to always be the most loving and welcoming person. So I'm actually interested to see moving forward. Um, how Katie handles being at the bottom of that last vote and being on the bottom of her tribe. Because knowing Katie, I know that she's very passionate, and I'm, I'm interested to see if that leads to any passion either for or against her her current tribe mates. So we'll see. Definitely. Um, Aaron, I have a question for you because we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, you and Elaine, you know, season 39 buddies, did you guys think about that at all? Because you're not allowed pregame. So was that on your mind going into the event about, like, how do I separate myself from Elaine and make sure that people don't think of us as a, a dynamic duo? Absolutely. You know, I wanted to, even though it wasn't true, I wanted to make it clear that I had no intention <laughs> on working with Elaine. You know, had we got together and, and ended up together, I 100% would have worked with her. Um, and would have made sure that, you know, we try to play that card up where, you know, I'm against her, she's against me, and, and hopefully we it would help one of us get a little bit further in the game. Um, but, yeah, obviously that the relationship I have with Elaine, um, you know, post Island of the Idols has uh, is it, strong. It's it, whatever you saw on TV, it's, it isn't what it seems. Uh, I'm very tight with Elaine, went to her wedding, um, and I wanted to play the game with her. I really did. I, I thought starting the game out, that we could uh, we could have some fun and really play up the uh, you know Aaron versus Elaine type <laughs> of dynamic, um, but uh, yeah, there was there was no dynamic there. It would it would have been all love. I have nothing but love yeah. for Elaine, and you know hope 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 that she does well. Obviously, this season. Yeah, like oh, my man. Oh, I just oh go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna ask you a question, Lance. What's a scarier dynamic duo, uh, Aaron and Elaine, or? Uh, Carter and James, like you know, the people who you know got really far and lived to give or really far in Survivor. Yeah, I mean, you think about all of that in all shapes, fashions, 
And I even was going to speak on the fact of like me and Serena are friends in life. Like we literally <laughs> go on our Facebook, so you'll see it's pictures of Serena, it's pictures of Lance, us in New Orleans together doing this. So it was like, I got tested with Aaron has to say, like, when I first got cast for this and I saw that one of the favorites is going to be Serena, I'm like, why my first chance? I got to have this big stigma of one of my best friends in life playing this damn game. They're not going to give me the time of day. They'll keep Serena before they keep my ass. So I went into the game like nervous as the freak. So that's why I was happy we wasn't on initial tribes. I'm just, you know, constantly trying to, you know, during the social, didn't talk to Serena at all. Like, I just wanted people to, you know, think it was some type of wedge between us. Because kind of like Aaron said, like, yeah, you, you have a commonality with someone like when if you do link up in the game in some shape or form, you're, you're going to test the waters and see how it goes. Because most of the time, people are going to come y'all together regardless. So it's like, we'll see. It's just the waters. But I know some insider team that Serena came into the game telling people that she like that she was like literally the first chance she gets, she's voting last out. So I found that out. I don't know. I don't think I. I ever said that to to be clear i don't think i ever said that but i definitely said in my confessionals like i don't want to play with lance yeah, like, <laughs> i don't, I don't want to get loaded out before i ever am on the same page. yeah when aaron is I speaking of like oh i hope me and elaine yeah. get to play together um, but my own friend is like you know aaron is saying he want to play together but elaine hope they get to play but my own friend is like oh yeah i hope lance is gone so i don't have to even deal with that shit like, okay. I'm, I'm 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 putting the BS buzzer down because Lance, you also said before the game started that you didn't know if you wanted to play with Serena because you thought she was a big threat and you thought she would potentially go far. So we're just gonna wow. buzz the BS yeah, because buzzer because of the fact that wow. I know that, I know wow. that she wouldn't want to work with me. Come on, let's be real. We know Serena, mm -hmm. Alex. We Yikes. know Serena, and when she get in the game, oh, wow. <laughs> it's a different. Got game. him. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Slay Rena once again. And I mean, speaking of Slay Rena, I, I want to talk about the Gray Tribe vote because the Gray Tribe and the Orange Tribe lose again. Um, Alex, kudos to you for remembering their tribe names because they are long gone in my head. Um, but Serena, I, this was a really dramatic vote. I was holding the camera and the whole time I was like eating my own popcorn watching this vote go down. Um, uh, when you lose the challenge, what are you thinking? Like, what is the thought process? Is it, hey, we're going to vote out Katie or, oh, crap, I don't know what's going on? Well, Stan uh, originally came up to me and 100% wanted to work with me. Um, and I... I, you know, was open to that. Obviously, I wouldn't have wanted to vote him out if we hadn't lost. But like I said, I really was like coming into the game wanting to make sure that people that have never had this kind of experience before got a chance to actually play. Like, you know, I feel like what Lance was saying about Elizabeth, like wanting to like protect her and like keep her safe in the game. That's how I kind of felt about Katie. So it was difficult because I did want to work with Stan, um, but it, it just, there were numbers there. I did I wasn't going to vote out Cam. Like I said, like I connected with him from the jump um, and it was, it was just tough. Um, and obviously it looks like, you know, there's like, I'm like maybe like the, the swing boat there. Um, and I definitely was, you know, talking to Stan and Katie and being like, okay, we're going to vote out Cam knowing that like I already told Cam and Bergen that I told Stan and Katie that I'm voting for Cam. 
So um, it was, uh, I hate being a swing boat. That was like my whole swing arena in, uh, in uh, my first season. Uh, so it, it sucks, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my, where my head was at walking into camp after losing again. Can I, can I also give a quick compliment to Serena's gameplay? Like, just from what we've seen so far, the evolution, I think, of Serena's gameplay from Season 4 to Season 5, for those that watched, is, like, very... It, there's so much similarities in the gameplay, but there's also, like, significant, in my opinion, growth. Because if you watch Season 4 back, a lot of the times, she was the swing vote, but it almost, like, kind of fell into her lap. Like, there were times that she made moves, and, like, it was, it was great gameplay in Season 4, but so far we see... In, in season five, both of these votes, she is essentially kind of the swing. She's considering whether or not with Bergen to save McRae. And then she's also doing the same thing with either Cam, Katie, or Stan. Like, she's the swing vote. But she's doing it while in the position of power in her tribe. Like, so far, that's what it's looking like to me. So I, I feel like we need to give a little bit of a round of applause to Serena already. Because to me, if I were coming into the game and I were to see somebody who just came out of the game from losing the game essentially by one vote, and then now has survived two tribal councils by doing the same thing even better than she did the first time. It's impressive. Thanks, yes, Alex. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. That great tribe had a, a good dynamic too. Like me watching the episode and seeing how like Cam and Stan immediately, well, especially Stan, went towards that like Asian alliance, Asian alliance, let's look out for each other. We're the only Asians in the cast. And essentially, for both of them to be voting each other at the tribal council was like, Carlos kids, like, it was so funny to me. I was like, what is, what is that giving? Like, what was that? Like, I'm sitting there like, okay, well, they're never going to vote each other. It's never going to be Katie. Because at some time, we forget. Like, we play this game, we know how it ends up. But I literally forgot that it was a stamp and vote out. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, it has to be Katie because Cameron Stan isn't going to vote each other. It's going to be Katie hands down. And then when I realized and I started seeing the votes come out, I'm like, okay, Cam and Stan both vote each other. <laughs> <laughs> that, that your tribe was definitely chaotic. I, it was so fun and entertaining to watch the characters. Oh, my gosh, it was hilarious. And, like, seriously, every member of your tribe, was just like you have so many hilarious moments. Cam has to be the most gifable and quotable player we've ever had in in live to give history, probably. And then you got Stan, who is just like got all these connections, but he doesn't know what to do with them. And oh my gosh, I just I could watch the episode over and over. It was hilarious. Well, hello to Janaki, who is watching as well. I I have to say, uh, Stan couldn't be here because he's off exploring the wilderness, but. Something about Stan that fascinates me is Stan um, in this moment, I think it's a big factor when I was witnessing this all happen of why Stan goes home is he is really worried that he is going to be at the bottom of the four should you vote Katie out. Uh, and Serena, I remember him talking to you a lot about this. Uh, and I'm wondering, did it play into your decision making? Because what I watched was somebody who was fourth in the, in the four being really paranoid, and you say it in the episode, you're like, I, I'm banking on a swap. Can you talk to me a little bit more about, like, maybe what Stan was doing that maybe led to the decision to him going home? Um, yeah, I guess for me, I didn't realize that Cam and Stan were, like, interested in, like, working with each other. Um, I, I missed that out there um, at camp. Um, so then it was, like, where where does Stan lie? Like, does he actually really want to work with 
or and then like we all stick together because we'd never really had much of that conversation like within the first round um and then i kind of had already been like locked in with cam and bergen um so it was just kind of like a rough play for timing but what i do want to say like watching stand back his confessionals are so good he's so well spoken um you know in the in our first tribal when he's you know talking about covid and what an like an honor it is for us to all have been able to finally gather all together and be able to play together like he is so well spoken and you know it it sucks now watching back to because i would have loved to see you know what else he he had to do in the game or what else he had to say and what kind of relationships he was building um so sorry sorry stan Aaron, you got to spend a lot of time with the good doctor on this uh, overnight challenge. Um, how did how did you feel watching this vote? Because I know you guys got to talk and sort of bond when you were voted out. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't. I you know, I I don't know the full you know scope as far as from a relationship standpoint of what was going on. But I can based off of what Serena is saying and what I saw. I it makes sense as far as why Stan did go home. Um, Serena being in the power position, she ultimately decided, you know, is it going to be Stan or is it going to be Cam? I mean, that's, that's really what it boiled down to. So, you know, with Serena calling the shots and Stan, Stan ended up where he was, um, I get it. it. It makes sense. I mean, Stan's a great guy, definitely had some time to bond with him on the pre-jury trip and, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, who, who you know, the overnight challenge, how it all works out. Yeah, that's the pre-jury trip. The little tent that you guys all get to hang out in is us sending you to Australia. And then we'll wake you up at like five in the morning. Yeah, it's not not quite Australia, but uh, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, and I, I feel had, like usually like I had cover. I, I feel like the pre-jury trip on a, like in Survivor, if you were to see them in Australia, they'd all look happy. Every time I'd arrive to the pre-jury trip camp, they all looked miserable and like they wanted to kill us. It was terrible. I, it was terrible. <laughs> I, I would have rather been lying in dirt. Uh, to be honest. Yeah, we're going to see it uh, next episode, and it's one of my favorite moments. Um, like, we're going to see how this sort of – I don't know what to call it, Alex. I don't want to say it's Exile Island, but, like, uh, the competition land, uh, the players who are uh, participating in this, their reaction is, is priceless. And if you are watching, episode three is going to be so funny. Just you wait. Right, Alex? I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so – Aaron, I, I want to talk a little bit more about um, your camp because I think Derek is a really interesting character this episode. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit pre-pod, but uh, Derek and Angie have a very interesting relationship. And I, I wanted to know more about how you felt watching this vote play out and watching your elimination play out uh, through other people's eyes, um, especially Derek, who seems to sort of not be calling the shots, but a lot of what he wants to happen ends up happening. Um, what did you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I didn't know that that Derek was uh, was feeling some type of way about me, um, and I think it was biased, obviously, clearly uh, from what happened and went down in my season of, of Survivor season thirty nine. Um, you know, I didn't get that vibe out there. So, so clearly, I you know my vote out and me my name going to the chopping block. It was Derek that threw that out there. I don't know that anybody else. I don't think Megan. I don't think Andrea. I d definitely don't think Angie threw my name out there, and it wasn't Jack. So I think Derek, you know, wanted me to go home first. And I believe, and this is my bad, just really not reading reading it well enough. Um, you know, Angie came to me and had said that Derek mentioned my name. She told me that. 
Um, and I kept that information, you know, to my side and I didn't do anything with that information. I think if I was playing a little bit more um, aggressive, I probably would have tried to flip the vote to Derek and kept Jack that first vote. Um, just from the, the simple fact that, that Derek did throw my name out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because, you know, I had an opportunity to talk to Derek a little bit out there and, and he mentioned it in, in his confessional that, you know, he had an opportunity to talk to me and learn a little bit about me. And, and instead of, uh, you know, believing and seeing what, you know, what an edit shows and a small piece of information that you get on a, on a reality television show, we had an opportunity to have good conversation. Um, and I, and I hoped that the conversations that we had was enough where, um, you know, my name would stay out of people's mouths. Mm -hmm. Clearly it wasn't. Um, and it's unfortunate. It really is. But, you know, Derek's playing the game. He definitely called the shot on, on my shot. That was, I went home because of Derek. So hats off to him. Uh, nothing bad to say, no animosity, no hard feelings. Um, it's a game of survivor. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's kind of like what the tricky part about this being fans versus favorites versus famous, that all the favorites, we could see that watch their previous seasons, how they played and judge them off of that builder criteria. All the reality stars, we could sit there and go back and watch their seasons, watch things they've done and build a criteria for that. But us fans were, you know, if we don't have nothing out there in the world for people to see, it's nothing that, you know, we, we were coming in playing like a brand new game. Like no one's going to know how we play. Let Derek come back in a future season. People are not going to forget the things he, you know, how he played the game. And they're going to, you know, look at him differently. Yeah, he's going to make allies with certain people. But just like how someone made a preconceived notion about Aaron, if Derek would come to play or play anything else, they would have that preconceived notion about Derek. So it that's the mixed bag about being a fan in a season full of famous and favorites. It, it's really interesting. Lance, I actually wanted to ask you, um, because you, you've known Stan for a long time and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Aaron is someone we've seen plays forever. How did you feel, um, sort of seeing these vote outs, right? Seeing them go home in this episode. Um, how was that? What were, I just want to know your reactions. <laughs> Yeah, um, my next confessional probably won't make the edit because I don't think it's pertinent enough. But um, I literally talked about like four people I wanted to play this game with or at least get to know in some shape or form all went out in the first first four vote-outs. Like Aaron, off the strength of me bonding with Elaine and, you know, watching, watching being a big fan of reality TV, watching Survivor, I came into the game wanting to play with every – every favorite like that was my goal like you know like many seasons many times when people be like oh why does the fans always work with all the favorites when they come back on survivor for me that was my thing because i wanted to play with the best of the best and show that i can hang with the best of the best and so aaron elaine people that was people i wanted to work with mccrae had a great rapport from previous jack and me like i literally cast jack for lrg years ago like i like i i had some type of connection with each one of the first four people to go. So it was kind of like, dang, how is this game going to shape up for me? And that just made me realize, hey, Lance, you need to work on the relationships that's in front of you instead of dwelling on those relationships and hoping that work out for you in the future. Just focus on what's going on now and try to formulate your game to get yourself further. Um, now, something we haven't really talked about, and I don't know if it's going to come up in episode three, but it, it's been all men voted out. First four vote outs are all men. Um, and this was very surprising, I think, from my perspective. I've never seen this in a live game before. Alex, 
what were you thinking? I think we we went back to your house and we were just like, whoa, what is happening? Especially, I would say, for men who, are, who can contribute in challenges and, and normally the way Survivor works, right? People who are perceived as weaker get picked off early. Alex, uh, how do you feel looking back on this season and kind of these first four vote outs? Yeah, I mean, the, the tradition of Survivor is, is typically, and, and we had in season 39, I want to say it was Missy that addressed this, that oftentimes it's people of color and it's women that are voted out early in Survivor. Um, and, and for me, it, it's kind of sad because if you look back and live to give history, every single one of our first vote offs were women. We have not ever had a male first boot. And now because of how what happened this season, regardless of who our returnee is in the challenge, it's guaranteed that one of the whoever the first boot is, whether it end up being Jack or McRae, if one of them returns into the game, uh, um, it was it's gonna it's gonna be a man. So that it was it's just so interesting. And obviously, like I'm not sitting here like, oh, I hope a man goes home first. But it was just so intriguing because we hadn't ever had that happen. And I don't want to say too much because some of it might make the next episode because I know specifically one person's strategy going in if they had to um, reach the first vote was to get a man out and they talk about it because of the fact that that was a tradition um in in live to give so i don't want to say too much in case it does make the episode just to keep it as a cliffhanger but it was in a, in a strange sense sorry aaron it was a little bit refreshing to see just because again every single season from season one through four it was a woman who was voted out first so i mean it happens yep <laughs> I'm I'm okay with men going home. It just I just didn't want it to be me. <laughs> it makes you scared, especially on a tribe that never went to tribal. It's like the person that everyone in my tribe will put out, the man, um, is safe for XYZ my round. So like it can easily flip on anybody. So like I don't meet going into it. I'm like going into episode three praying for a swap. I remember I met my tribe, like swap, 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 please, something. Um, so we'll see what the next episode like has in store because my tribe right now, I don't really want to lose Janaki. I don't want to lose Elizabeth. Like for me, let's, let's swap it up so we can get some of this fluff out of the game. And I right. And I think also uh, to an extent, and I wonder, Serena, if you had any thoughts on this, because uh, I, I can see Bergen, you see James talk about it a little bit too. It, it was McCray, it was Jack, it was Aaron, and the famous tribe you know, tribe was being decimated in a lot of ways. Did do you remember if Bert never really talked to you about this, Serena? I know that he was definitely stressed about it. Um, With all that um, safety, he was still stressed. Yeah, still stressed. And I was like, they're not voting them out because they're famous, blah, blah, blah. It's just probably the dynamics of the tribe. And then Aaron went and I was shocked. I thought it was going to be Andrea. She didn't have safety anymore. If I, I mean, obviously I wasn't on the tribe, but if, you know, I happened to have been there, I probably would have, you know, voted for someone that, you know, now is no longer safe. Um, so I was really surprised when Aaron left and then like looking at Bergen, I'm like, oh shit, you're right. Like they are taking out the famous people. And then that kind of made me nervous as well, because like, I obviously am working with Bergen and I don't want, if there is a swap or something and I'm, you know, swapped onto another tribe with him and he's the only famous one there, like my partner is gone. Um, so that definitely made me nervous. At first I was like, no, nah, it's not about that. But then once Aaron, Aaron's vote happened, I was like, dang, it really is like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did it feel like that to you, Aaron? What's that? 
Did it feel like the the famous were being picked off to you, or is it just no, no, no? I, I, you know, um, I look at it and and I, I think I could have done a lot to save myself, or at least try to save myself. What they didn't show is, you know, we came back from the challenge and everybody sat around the fire, and then each person went off for their confessional, and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, nobody's saying anything, nobody's saying anything. I go do my confessional, I come back, nobody's saying anything, nobody's saying. I was like, damn, it's me. Like, wow, like. I mean, you guys could at least when somebody went or Andrea went and been like, hey, it's Andrea to like to like set me at ease. So I kind of just sat there and I let it sit and I was like, all right, like I'm not going to I could sit here and try to drum stuff up and stir it up and play the game. But I came in not wanting to play that type of game. I wanted to play a passive game and hope that my relationships could just protect me. Um, So I don't think it was a matter, at least for my vote out. It was my fault for sure. Cause I didn't do anything. I did nothing to save myself. And I knew I was going home when you're, when everybody's sitting around the fire and not one single name is brought to you, you know, it's you like, it's just like, that's a, that's a clear telltale sign. I was like, all right guys, like, you, you know, you should have just went around and been like, Hey Aaron, you know, great, great game. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, thanks for coming and playing with us. Um, so it's my fault. It's not, it's, it's not a matter. I didn't look at it like, Oh, they're picking the famous off. I just, like, you know, like Serena said, the dynamic, the dynamic, the way it worked out. But I think I could have done something about my vote out. I definitely do. Still a little harsh. <laughs> Orange, Orange Tribe, very cutthroat. I would have to the most cutthroat, I would say, uh, especially in this early game. Uh, guys, I just want to ask you guys, especially players, was there any fond memories, spoiler-free memories that you have from Live Together that we can talk about right now? Especially this event was so delayed because of COVID and had been in the works for so long. Alex's brainchild. Do you guys have any fond memories that you want to share with, you know, one of the people who helped put this all together and brought us all to one Minnesota lake? Yeah, I'll start I mean, off. I'll, oh, oh, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead Aaron. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, coming back for a second time on a new land, new property with a bunch of familiar faces, um, it was really amazing. Um, you know, everything that Alex, Brandon, you know, all the people that set up the whole event, the fundraising that happened for the two years beforehand. Um, and honestly, the amount of money that we raised is so awesome and incredible. Um, and it was it was just really great to be back in Minnesota of all places. So I came into this and from an expectation standpoint, really didn't know what to expect from a production, you know, from, from the production side, obviously playing CBS survivor. Um, I played the game and I cannot say enough good things about the entire production crew and how well run this event was and how it just, from a professional standpoint, you guys did an incredible job making this experience as close to CBS Survivor as it can come. So whatever you guys are doing and however you've been involving, awesome job. I'm super impressed. I was blown away. And I think I kept saying it, kept mentioning it, um, especially in the pre-jury trip, that that I was just – I was baffled on how well this went down. Um, definitely exceeded my expectations. So hats off to you guys. Nice work. Yeah, for me, like from – being casted like cast two years before this event and being I was one of the original castmates so having to sit through that in the delay of the event it was just so refreshing to be able to 
walk up to someone, have a conversation, hug them if we wanted to, like just get to know these people that we've been dwelling about or researching about or trying to figure them out and just be able to play the game with them and learn them and spend the night next to them, snuggle up to each other in the, in the dirt wilderness of Minnesota. Like I had an amazing time like throughout this whole event and it's such a different, you know, seeing it different from being on production look forward to like playing the game. I, you know, I, I, I stayed on my toes the entire time and I can't wait to see how this whole like journey plays out. It's, it's so fun. We lived it. Yes, we lived it. We know how it all ends, but just to be seeing how this edit is put out and seeing everything come together, hearing people's confessions and people's real thoughts about you, it, it just lightens me up. You know, it might hurt me sometimes when I hear certain things, but it lights me up for the most part. <laughs> Alex, I want to get a preview for episode three. What do people, what, you can't miss episode three. Tell me about what we're looking forward to. Um, okay, I'm sure that you put me on the spot of thinking of a good way to, without spoilers, give it anything away. I will say there are a couple big twists um, introduced to the game. You will see at least one other person in the game find a hidden immunity idol. Um, and a dramatic immunity challenge. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. We got some some interesting things to look forward to. Um, I also want, I, I know we're. <laughs> I, I know we're trying to wrap. I'll be remember what the challenge is to be honest. <laughs> think about it. I'll message you afterwards. But um, I also want to just say quick. I know we're trying to wrap this up. Uh, relatively soon, but I just want to say thank you to not only the three of you that are in here and Naomi, obviously, but all of our contestants. For me, I had a, my my absolute favorite memory from the event is such a subtle thing that was probably only a me thing, but it was seeing the entire cast of 24 people standing in front in a straight line, ready to play the game when Brandon called them all in. Um, we've, been, we've been waiting for two years for this, and, and I say we as in the entire cast, but really it was only about half the cast because of COVID, because of other issues, we had people drop. Aaron, for example, is somebody that we, we I messaged him, and I think within an hour of messaging him, he messages me back, and he's like, I'm in. So, like, just seeing the the willingness to play and to give back to charities and then to also finally have our event, like, I seriously, I, I remember standing there having goosebumps and, like, it's starting, it's happening. Here we go. And I promise you, they played hard. It's not just the first two episodes. It continues on. So it's definitely worth worth the watch. Absolutely. I just have to say, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Camp Life camera people. They were out there sleeping in the wilderness with their tribes. I want to give out a shout out to Kirk, who is also our co-host of this podcast, to James, to Nick, to Sean, to Jake, uh, to Rob and Brendan, to Kristen. They put in the hours to be out there with their tribes, and, and they're so wonderful. I love them all so much. Alex, thank you for having uh, all of us and being such a gracious host to even let us like hang out with you. I lived in Thank Alex's you. basement for like a straight week and it was awesome. And I would do it again. <laughs> um, and to you guys, uh, thank you for being here. Um, but also this whole cast was hands down were the nicest cast I've ever met in a live reality game. Amazing people. They're so lovely. And I'm so glad that we get to finally see these episodes come out after so much. And if you haven't, I highly suggest going back and watching everybody's meet me videos everybody's charity and their story of why they're playing for them 
is so wonderful to hear and super important, I think. And um, I, I just want to ask you guys, uh, if you want to talk about the charity that you did play for um, and, you know, anything else you want to plug, anything else you got going on, uh, Serena? I mean, you're at Serena Foster. We already see it. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sure, I'll talk about my charity real quick. I played for WFFT Wildlife Friends Foundation Thailand. Um, I had an opportunity to... Um, do a day trip out in Thailand to an animal rescue center. Um, it was awesome. Got to give an elephant a walk and a bath. And um, they really work on con um, conservation efforts, rehabilitation, and release back into the wild for all types of animals, not just elephants. Um, you know, I, I on the land, I saw chickens and alligators and otters as well. Um, so I, and especially during COVID, you know, without the tourism industry in Southeast Asia, I was really, really happy to be able to raise money for them. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Lance, how about you? Um, I had the opportunity for playing for a charity that was near and dear to my heart. It was Hope for Appaloosas. It's a small nonprofit in my hometown that helps um, underprivileged youth to experience life experiences that they never will be able to tap into without that charity where it helps them with college prep, as well as um, tutoring opportunities from the, from the tender ages of third grade all the way up through their high school and college days. Um, it's a charity that I had personal experience of working with um, in high school, where I, you know, to this day, I'm seeing a lot of the students that I work with enter college, graduate college, and it's just like very refreshing to know that every single penny that I raise and, um, Every single penny that I raise will go. I will be able to see it on the forefront being used in a very positive nature. Shout out to the director, Lauren Carrier, who graciously let me represent his um, organization. And I had the privilege of, you know, when he did receive the money that was raised, he had an amazing time calling in, just expressing how grateful he was that I chose a charity like that. Because there's so many different charities I could have chose, something that I wouldn't even be able to see the groundwork. But to be able to, you know, work for something so near and dear in my heart, like spoke volumes to me. Um, you all can follow me on um, Instagram and Twitter at my handle. I am King Lance. There's a lot of great things that you'll see with me. You'll see a couple of gifts. You'll see a couple of other little projects coming up. And, you know, who knows what's next for the king, you know? Are you still making TikToks, Lance? You were making TikToks uh, after the game all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta run that social media. You gotta get this social media out there. You know, I gotta find my niche and doing a little bit of TikTokies um, is what gets me where I need to go. Keep looking out for your boy. Follow me on TikTok as well. <laughs> and Aaron, uh, you might, we might see a return. You took, you've accepted the challenge. But Aaron, tell us about the charity that you played for. Yeah, so the charity that I played for. Um, near and dear to my heart, um, you know, higher education to me is something that everybody should have access to. And um, unfortunately, that's not that's not the case. And, and not saying that the you know African-American community is excluded, but um, the Thurgood Marshall College Fund has 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 went above and beyond to ensure that um, there's money that, that they can allocate to uh, HBCUs, PBIs um, to just support and champion higher education in the African-American community. So. You know, me being a person of color, um, having an opportunity to go to a military college where I didn't have any cost of education and uh, I, I actually got paid to go to school to be able to pay, pay it forward and, and play for a, 
uh, charity where, you know, whatever little bit that I could help raise, um, it did go to change somebody's life um, and give them the opportunity of, of uh, exploring, you know, higher education. So uh, Thurgood Marshall College Fund, definitely a, a, an important, um, you know, charity to me, not that I utilized it, um, but one that I'm glad that I had the ability to be able to, to participate and, and help out. You know, I'm not, I'm not on social media. I'm not, you know, I'm almost 40, so uh, you can't find me. Don't, don't at me. None of that stuff. <laughs> but I just want to say about um, the scholarship fund, I am a recipient of it. So like Aaron, it was definitely good to see you like work for a charity that I had like close um, odds with. So it was, it was really exciting to see you play for a great charity like that. That's cool. Didn't know that. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys, and it really was a privilege to watch all of you play this game. So much fun, and and you guys had me laughing the whole first day, and we'll see beyond. Um, and Alex, thank you so much, as always, for everything that you do, and, you know, I really appreciate it. We all really appreciate you. Well, I th thank you. I appreciate that. I need to give one last thank you to the entire team, contestants, everybody that was there. I mean, when we say team, there is seriously like 40 volunteers, and every oh single God, one of them so deserves – Deserves appreciation. So thank you, Naomi, for organizing this and helping us bring more awareness to what Live to Give is. Thanks, contestants, for sharing your stories. And can't can't wait to see what's what's left to come. So, Alex, when is episode three coming out? When should people be on the lookout? So episode three is not this upcoming Sunday, but it's the Sunday following, which is Sunday the 7th of November, if I am not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So go out, celebrate Halloween, and then next week you come tune in. And if you're in the Minnesota area, you can even go watch with Alex and the gang watching at Imagine Theaters. Uh, follow Live to Give on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to YouTube to find out more about all of their amazing stuff. Um, guys, thank you so much. Uh, let's say goodbye to the folks at home. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>